Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 291. We spent all of September and a little after two on the theme Persevere. And today we're going to talk about our theme for October, which I think relates a lot, but you might not be so convinced when I first share what it is. Now to set this up, I do not think I have ever lived through a period of more unknown, more fear, or more chaos. You too? Well, this year alone, the Packer family, you know, was put out of school sooner than most in the United States. We lived and survived schooling and working from home in a tiny home, and we prepared that home and sold it by ourselves at the peak of quarantining and at the peak of fear for the virus too and what was unknown there. In the process, we sold half of our stuff, put the rest in a pod and moved out of state into my parents' basement. We tossed out our plans to look to move into other states thanks to the virus. We ended up buying a major fixer-upper and recently took on homeschooling in our now tight quarters in the basement and are now trying to navigate taking on a massive full home renovation right when lumber prices have doubled and even appliances are months out from being shipped. Okay, so that's just a sample of what's been going on for us. And I know, I know that 
that is still the best case scenario for many people right now. We have no idea what the election is going to bring, what the economy will bring this fall, and from what our and you know what our finances are going to be next year. We have no idea if kids will be able to finally make friends again or us too. We have no idea if they'll eventually be able to go into school again once we move again, and we have no idea what the virus is going to bring this winter and how that will affect everything else I just described. And I know that you are in the same boat. And when we consider all those things, it is so easy to live in the fear. It's tempting to only see what we lack. And it's hard to find hope for this world and our place in it. So that's why, in a very weird roundabout way, this month's theme might seem insurmountable, both to you and sometimes to me too. But it's something I know we all need right now so that we can endure all the fear, all the lack, all the unknown, all the chaos that is coming our way. The theme for October is... live abundantly. And why? (laughs) Because we actually do have a choice to look at life with abundance as enough and with gratitude. And in today's introductory episode, I'll share more about what I mean when I say abundantly, and how even in the times of greatest fear and unknown, we can still live with abundance. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Oh boy, we are nine episodes away from reaching a huge milestone here at About Progress. 300 episodes, my friends. And because About Progress and this milestone cannot exist without you, the next five to six weeks, I am going to rain down the gifts on this community as part of what we're calling our 300 giveaway. As part of this giveaway, there's going to be 33 gifts in total um, handed out. And 30 of those we're calling small gifts, but they're they're really awesome. They're canvas bags or notebooks or my Amazon and beauty counter favorites. Lots of fun stuff. But three of those 33 are what we are calling the big three because they are each valued at $300. They include fond design bags. They include the notebooks, the canvas bag. They include a lifetime access to my organization overhaul course and more. Entering the giveaway is actually super simple, and I wanted it to be as easy to do as possible. This is not about jumping into more hoops. This is more about celebrating who we are. It's three things you can do. Subscribe or and leave a review and or share the show. It's all detailed for you on my website about progress.com forward slash 300 giveaway. And that's linked for you in the show notes again about progress.com slash 300 giveaway. Now you can just do one of those things. You can subscribe, you can leave a review, or you can share the show and qualify for one of the 30. But if you want to qualify for the big three, you need to do all three. And guess what? 
a lot of this can be done retroactively. If you subscribed a long time ago, take a screenshot. If you left a review a long time ago, take a screenshot. If you shared the show publicly or to a friend, take a screenshot. And you can email it to me. Again, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway to learn how. Again, the big three means all three needs to be done, but anything of those three can make you qualify for the 30 gifts. I love this community so much. And I'm spending my own money on all these things. So I just want you to know this is to celebrate us about progress. This podcast has changed my life and the only way it's grown and will continue to grow and stick around in the future. Hopefully another 100 episodes plus is with your support. And those are the three big things you can do to support this community. Share, subscribe, leave reviews. I am so excited to honor you right up to our 300th episode, which is also around our fourth year anniversary. So again, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway to see the details. That's so easy to do. And let's celebrate about progress together. The first episode of each month, I get to share with you about some do set things I have been up to. If you want to know more about that, go to aboutprogress.com slash do something 2020 to see what my list is this year of things that I am working towards. And these are things that you think about doing often and you never get around to, or you see someone else doing and you say, I wish I could do that, or I wish I could go experience that thing. That's in your do something plan. Now, this past month, I have been picking up calligraphy. Uh, Back when my youngest was born over two years ago, I had bought a book from Hand Lettered by Design with Lisa Funk, who has been on the show in the past to talk about creativity. And when he had emergency surgery on his bowels, I was in the hospital with him in the NICU um, for a while, or not the NICU, actually, it was just the normal um, PICU. They didn't have room in the NICU for him. Anyway, And while I was there, I worked on my hand lettering, which I'd never done before. And I kind of dropped off from that though. So this, this, the past few weeks, I bought more notebooks from Lisa. This is not sponsored. I paid for them with my own money and I had been back to practicing and something so simple has been so fun for me though. And also relaxing. And I watched, um, I did it while I was watching a show. I did it while I was watching general conference this past weekend. I have so enjoyed having just this moment of clarity and calm and creativity. And I did not even mean to make that alliteration there, but there you go. So what are you working on with your do something? Make sure that you are doing that and thinking about it. There are still 90 days left of the year and it's never too late. So the last few years, I know you know this, I have dived deeply into self-help. And this has honestly always been a huge interest of mine since I was a little girl. And I'll save you from all the little girl stories, but just know it's been a big part of my life from as long as I can remember. But the last few years in particular, I've noticed some trends about abundance versus scarcity, this mindset that we can hold, abundant mindset or a scarcity-driven mindset. And let me tell you what I originally translated abundance into. Abundance to me meant that you spent your money recklessly, that you were not responsible, that you pretended that if you just imagined more money in your bank account, it would suddenly poof, be there. Live abundantly to me was basically a whole lot of hogwash. It just basically meant some modern magic that very few just like millennials could tap into. But then something really awesome happened and needed. My first business coach, Preston Pugmire, who's also been on the show, he pointed out to me before I started working to him with him that scarcity 
was getting in the way of my growth and my business, and that I was navigating everything from a mindset and a lens and expectations even with scarcity of mind. And once he pointed that out to me, I saw it everywhere. It was not just with money, but it was the way I viewed food, clothing, friendships, things I had, my kids, and even numbers on the internet, like numbers of the podcast listeners. And before I share another story about this, let me just first define for you what definitions I have behind scarcity and abundance. I can help you see how this might be coming about for you in your own life and not in like the woo-woo millennial get rich just because you want to and think about it way, okay? So scarcity, my my definition means not enough, where abundance means enough, enough. So living with an abundant mindset doesn't mean that you are living irresponsibly and just throwing caution to the wind and that you have more than enough and too much and it's all about wealth or money and things. That's not abundance. Abundance is seeing and valuing what you have and who you are and what you do as enough, as good enough. Where scarcity is fear-based, abundance is gratitude and empowerment-based. So fear or gratitude and empowerment. Abundance, again, does not mean an excess. It means enough. And that has shifted a lot about how I view what this abundant mindset could be. It's a, a mindset of enough. This is enough. I am enough. Who we are is enough. What we have is enough. And what I do is enough. Let me share how this has impacted my view of money in particular, since this tends to be the thing we easily translate abundancy to, but that's not all we're going to be talking about this month, just so you know. So back to this business coaching with Press and Pugmire, I was in a group coaching and we were talking about my view of money because I hold on to it so tightly, um, but also randomly spend it crazily. And present, like not crazily, I just mean like I go a couple months of not spending any money myself and then suddenly there's a lot of Amazon packages and I end up frantically returning half of them or almost all of them, you know, how that cycle can go. Anyway, we're talking to present about money because at the time I was terrified investing money in myself, in my business and the things I valued. And we were talking through and he, and he asked me, so, so tell me about some times where you felt abundant and don't worry, the story is going somewhere where you felt abundant with your money. And I was like, well, if I look back, like I actually felt really abundant when I was a teacher, like when I had my first job and, um, I was, you know, finally having like a good paycheck and feeling like I was contributing to my life and my, my new marriage and all that. I just felt really like grateful for that money and I could like save all of it right away. I just felt really good about it. I was like, great. Tell me about another time. I was like, okay, well, let me go back a little further. Mm, I think I felt abundant with my money when I was in college and I was working like 15 hours a week and I was, you know, a mentor to freshman students. And then I was a TA, um, and a research assistant. And I just really felt like every dollar I had, I just felt like, uh, good about it. Like I had enough of it and like, uh, it wasn't a worry for me. He's like, okay, good. And tell me about another time. And so I'm like, okay, let's go even further back. Um, I felt really abundant when I was babysitting as a young teenager. And, you know, I just felt like my bank account was growing and growing and growing. And I felt really good about the money I had. He's like, cool. Okay, Monica, how much money did you make in each of those? I'm like, okay. So as a teacher, 
I made 40 grand a year. And that was in California, by the way, which is like 20,000 other places. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And what about in college? I was like, in college, I made $15 an hour. He's like, okay. And what about babysitting? I'm like, I usually made around $5 an hour. He's like, you are telling me that you felt rich and abundant and like you had more than enough and that you looked at your bank account in this attitude of enough instead of fear when you were making 40 grand a year, when you were making $15 an hour and when you were making $5 an hour. And I was like, wow, you're right. I did. And he's like, you don't have to say that now, but I'm sure that as a family together, you're making more than all of those. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, because we've been married this long and yes, we are. And then someone else in the group piped up, which is great, which is great about group coaching. And she said, Monica, I have a question for you. All of those times that you felt abundant with your money, did you also spend your money unwisely? And I was like, uh, no, actually that those were like the times I was the most wise about my money where I wasn't afraid of it. And I also wasn't spending it recklessly. I was using it really wisely. And we made so many connections there. Like my little spending thing I told you about where I go months of being in fear and not spending any money and trying so hard and then suddenly falling off the wagon. That was because I was navigating from a place of scarcity instead of seeing enough. And so that was a big correlation for me to see that living abundantly can also mean living with wisdom and, and not again, throwing caution to the wind and spending, you know, here and there, whatever you want. It was about seeing things as enough and viewing it as plenty and acceptable and not living in fear, 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 fear. So here's another correlation for you with the money stuff. And again, we're not going to talk about this all month, even just one episode, actually. So But if you really think about it, we all know some really, really rich people who look at their bank accounts and see it as never enough. And we also know or have experienced some poor people in our lives, people who don't have enough monetarily, but live abundantly. They see it as enough. Rich people can live in scarcity and poor people can live in abundance and vice versa, of course. So abundance, living with abundancy, living abundantly, it can translate to the life you have right now in so many ways, not just money like we talked about. It can, it can uh, translate to the number of children you have or don't have. It can translate to the career accolades you're working towards, the amount of jeans you have in your closet, the friends you have, the phone you own, so many things. You can look at all of those things as either not enough or enough. So you can navigate looking at your life from a place of scarcity, never enough, not enough, can't do enough, can't be enough, can't have enough, or enough. This is good. This is worthy. This is valued. This is, you know, wisdom, basically. So back at the start of the episode, I told you about the chaos that we've had this year in our family, which is totally not unique. Again, as I say that, this is not me complaining or like, whoa, was me. But I can even look at what we've gone through this year as, aren't we so lucky that Brad can keep his job and work remotely? Or I can see it as, wow, it is so tremendously difficult every minute of every day to try to navigate Brad working from home while the kids are home all day too in our small living place and I need to work and it's never enough time, never enough, never enough. I can look at it that way, right? I can look at another thing like the home that we bought is matching our family's needs and we are so excited to be living there one day soon. Or I can look at it as, oh my goodness, 
I am so sad that we couldn't look out of state like we wanted to. And this house, like, is it going to be right for us? Is it enough for us? How can you look at what is making you currently feel frustrated or sad or inadequate and shift it to enough, good enough, valued enough? I'm going to share three tips how to do that. And I'm going to have a little disclaimer too, because some of us are suffering more than others and that's valid. But first, let's do a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I have three fairly brief tips for you on how to cultivate a mindset of abundance. But first, for those of you who are truly, really suffering right now, please know that this is not another version of toxic positivity that you are hearing all around you. This is not as simple as, you know, flipping a switch and deciding, oh my goodness, we got so sick and, you know, I lost my job or my spouse is in a depression and it's easy. It's enough. It's not as simple as that. Your suffering isn't your fault, especially if you've lost jobs or your health or more during this worldwide pandemic. And if you need to stop this episode right now, that's okay. But know that you can grieve and still feel the emotions you need to while also carrying a lens of abundance at the same time. And of course, it's hard to do, but I know my tips will be able to help you navigate that in a, from a different place and still allow you the space you need to to grieve and to feel the emotions you need to. Okay. So let's go into these three tips. First tip I have for you is to cultivate a mindset of abundancy is to recognize you have a choice. And again, this is not toxic positivity. Just choose, just decide to be happy, but there still are choices. We still do have some choices here. In Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is must read for anyone who is a human. Okay. He was um, a psychologist who lived through the Holocaust himself and also studied those who had been through a tremendous amount of sufferings. And in his research and in his life experience, he learned so much and he shares this in the book. But one of the things he shares is a quote that I love so much. That I reference this constantly in my coaching. The quote is between stimulus and response, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So again, between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in that response lies our growth and our freedom. Yes, we are dealing with a lot of stimuli right now. There's a lot going on. And there's a lot we can't choose about what is happening to us and for us. 
But even then, there is a space between it and our response that we can choose how we want to view it or navigate it. Again, it doesn't mean we we can view, we can change our feelings, but we can change our choices on what we want and how we want to live. And we can do that from either a place of fear or a place of empowerment, of gratitude, and of choice. So there are ways to do this a little bit better. The first, I think, is to extend or to widen the space between stimulus and response. So create more space between something happening and you reacting to it or responding to it. In the moment, this can be as simple as taking a deep breath. It can also mean sitting in the hard emotions that you don't want to feel before you numb them out. It's creating a prolonged amount of time before you decide this is how I'm going to react or respond to this. And again, sometimes that means it's a 30 second, okay, extending the break between, or sometimes it might be a day or two. So again, as part of the first step tip I have for you to recognize that you have, you do have a choice is to just try to extend and create more space in between the stimulus and response. Another way you can tap into this is even just believing that you actually have a choice at all. Do you have a choice? Can you believe that there are choices for you on how you are going to live in spite of your circumstances? Because if you don't believe in that, then you will not be able to actually make a choice. You will navigate life from a place of feeling like things are chosen for you instead of feeling like you have opportunities to make choices on how you are going to to react to things or respond to things. One of the ways that helps with this is to apply meaning to what you're going through. For those of you who are really struggling right now, that's still okay, like I said. But even though you can't unchoose the hard emotions that you are facing right now, you can still choose to do one thing that helps with that. You can still choose to apply meaning to those hard emotions, to these trials, to the experiences you're facing. And that creates more empowerment. This is what Viktor Frankl talks about all through his book, that men are really, men and women, are searching for meaning and purpose behind their suffering. And he talks about how the difference between suffering and surviving and thriving too and becoming better is meaning, feeling like there is meaning behind it. So if you are in a place of tremendous amount of suffering right now, something that can help you with that is by thinking this serves and choosing to believe that the suffering you are going through, the hard things you are going through are serving a purpose, whether for you or for someone else, it has meaning behind it. They will One day you'll see lessons behind it. You can learn from it now. It can help you refine who you are now. Those are just some examples. When you apply meaning to the suffering, it actually creates more empowerment. It's really weird. It's kind of a a weird magic, right? So again, the first tip I have for you is to recognize that you do have a choice. The second tip I have for you in order to develop a more abundance-centric mindset is to lean into gratitude. I think a lot of us know about having a daily gratitude practice, whether it's something as simple as going around the dinner table and sharing something good that happened that day, or having a gratitude journal, or having a mantra, or something you do with like a, um, within meditation. Now, I don't actually formalize mine very often, although in my monk manual, my daily planner, there is a spot for it, so that always helps. And I don't think you necessarily have to have a formalized routine every day, but there really is this power behind leaning into gratitude. It really is just more of an awareness rather than just a practice, although both can apply. 
And when you have more awareness around you of what you can choose to find gratitude in, this is where you will better be able to see and recognize abundance, the enough that is around you. If you're struggling with developing that recognition and awareness of what you have and that gratitude, two tips within this bigger tip is to look around. You will not have to go far to see someone else who is suffering through a lot more right now. And that can give you perspective. That can give you perspective on what you are facing. And I see this because, you know, I could complain a whole lot about what's been going on this year, but hey, we both have jobs. We both have healthcare and insurance. My kids are driving us crazy, but man, they're doing pretty darn well considering everything. Again, this is because I'm able to see others who have lost their work, who don't have healthcare right now, whose kids are really, really struggling at home or at school or everywhere in between. And seeing that helps me have perspective on what I am facing right now. And of course, here's another little tip on ways to lean into gratitude. You can do things like writing the gratitude things down, having a prayer where all you focus on is what you are grateful for, or a meditation practice, talking about it as a family around the dinner table, or or calling a friend about it, or doing a whole Marco Polo series with your friends about gratitude. And you know, you can even just listen to a song that helps you feel that gratitude or look at pictures. There's so many ways of cultivating the gratitude of, of building in awareness of what you have and not what you don't have. So again, my second tip to creating more of a mindset of abundance is to lean into gratitude. And the third and final tip I have for you is to learn how to accept the unknown. You know, life is definitely not comfortable right now. It's very uncomfortable. But if you really think back, even before the virus, it wasn't easy then too. And it wasn't totally comfortable, even when life was so much better. And I joke about this with Brad all the time. I'm like, oh my goodness, when 2021 hits, we're going to be like, wow, life is easy now. But then I'm sure we won't because life is still going to be hard. It's still going to be uncomfortable in many ways. We're always going to have challenges. We will always meet unknowns. Even when life is pretty darn good, we also get curveballs thrown at us constantly. So again, life is unknown. Life is uncomfortable, even on the best of days. And we have to better learn to accept the unknown and the discomfort as part of life. And even that can be part of the abundant way that we look at life. Wow, this is uncomfortable, but this is how it's supposed to be. That's enough right now. So after watching watching the social dilemma last week with Brad, totally had a panic session where I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to have a civil war or like the world's going to fall apart and we need to get a wheat grinder that is hand, like we can just like crank ourselves. We need to buy lots of wheat berries. We got to have a huge food storage. We got to learn how to cook over an open fire. Like I went off forever and Brad just kind of, you know, laid there and blinked at me because he had just barely like opened his eyes from falling asleep on the couch while we were watching Social Dilemma. And man, I kind of leaned into that fear for a few days of just worrying, worrying, worrying. And while that's still wise to, you know, be prepared and think ahead and of course take steps to do that. I can't live every moment like that because I still don't even know if any of that's going to happen or when or how. There's this phrase that a lot of people say, come what may, come what may. That to me is an abundant mindset. That's accepting that there's still going to be things unknown and uncomfortable as part of life. But come what may, come what may means that you believe that you can still rise to the occasion, 
that you believe you will still have a choice about how you can lean into gratitude and how you can still rise up to be the person you want to be in spite of what's going on right now. None of us can predict the future, but we can still choose what kind of woman we want to be in spite of what we face. Come what may, that is being willing to accept the unknown and the uncomfortable that is coming and to still choose who we want to be. So let me recap those three tips I have for you and how to create more of an abundant mindset in your life. One, recognize you have a choice. Two, lean into gratitude. And three, learn to accept the unknown and the uncomfortable. This month, we are going to lean into living, living abundantly. Of course, we will start with some talk about money. One episode on a budget and finance expert that you are going to love. And then we're going to to lean into abundance with how you view yourself and your own capacity to grow and how you can invest in that growth, as well as living differently because you aren't being driven by a space of lack and of not enough of seeing like, oh, I do have choices. That's living abundantly. So we're going to talk about that as well. Maybe you're a little unsure about the theme and I get you, but friends, just trust me on this one. This I do feel like is what we need to talk about this month and how to cultivate living abundantly instead of just a place of fear and lack and unknown. We are going to leave this month feeling empowered to live a life of abundance, come what may. This month also means that we get to have a Dear Progressor episode at the end. We are now doing that every other month. And on those off months, we get to hear a full-blown episode from a regular regular listener, which last month was Darcy Spafford. But this month, we want to hear from you. So don't hesitate. If you think about something you want to share with the community, send me an email, send me a voice note. You can record it. You can send me a voicemail that I have a special number set up for us. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash do, um, not do something, sorry, dear progressor about progress.com slash dear progressor to learn how to do it. It's so easy. And we would love to hear from so many of you this month. And you can talk about the last few months themes as well. Please do that. We need to hear from you. All right, friends. I am so excited for this month that we are going to be talking all about living abundantly. And I hope you are too. Keep growing progressors and remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.